Blog Talk Radio. John Bon Jovial, uh, which were pre-recorded, but uh, vanished there somewhere along the line. But hey, what the heck? We're all here. Thank you, John Bon Jovial, who is out vacationing and uh, because of a, a change in schedule, was unable to be here to do the show live. He is probably at this point in time somewhere on his way to Hoover Dam, and hopefully he won't fall off. But uh, we'll have him back here again next month. And uh, we also have with us Nick the Greek. I mean, Nick the Geek. Nick the Greek was the gambling guy. <laughs> I always get those two confused. Nick Rogers, who is uh, our engineer. He is also a musician in his own right. And uh, he will be filling in for John Bon Jovial today, co-hosting with me, as well as his engineering uh, prowess and duties. Happy to be and, here, Dave. Uh, well, we're happy to have you with us. And I want you to know you're not getting paid a nickel more than you do the rest of the time. But, hey, you know. That's quite you all right. You get to talk to everybody. want to thank all of our guests who will be joining us shortly. And, of course, you, our listeners out there around the world, over 20 million that we know of. And, uh, hey, we've got a fantastic lineup today. We've got almost all ladies except for one male guest who will be coming along in a little bit. And, uh, of course, I want to thank you on behalf of Nick, myself, and the entire crew here at the Asylum. And, uh Let's see. Oh, well, we want to we want to remind you also that we are uh, now over the deadline. All the entries for the Win a Stuart Mix or Stuart Epps Mix Award have been in and are tallied and will be sent off to uh, Mr. Epps for his perusal, his listening and selection of the winner, which we will announce next month. We're going to have a lot of music next month because we'll have our winners of the uh, award. We're also going to have a couple other guests, including a band that was produced by Stuart Epps. It's going to be a fun time next month. It's going to be a fun time this month. Remember, this is a show where you and our guests pick the awards. There's no nominations, no naming panels, phony voting, or anything, just simple awards. If somebody does or says something good or stupid, they get an award. Simple as that. If you've got someone or something that you just think deserves an award, write us david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll get your award right here live on our show. We want to shout out to a few friends, as we always do at the beginning of the show. So keep your notepads handy. You may want to follow up and remember these people. Our first The David Bowers Award goes to a business in upstate New York. Flourish Professional Services of New Hartford, New York, which is, for those of you not familiar, is outside of Utica in the uh, central upstate region. And I know they're not music related, but there's a, a reason for us including them. It's because she has, the lady who runs it has a lesson for all her indie artists, how to promote yourself by thinking outside the box. Now, you see promotions for artists online all the time, as well as other businesses. Well, we salute uh, flourish professional services for not only an original take on a service business, but one of the most original business descriptions we've come across in a long time. And I quote, 
hand-painted, trash-formed, rescued, repurposed, and rejuvenated pieces to complement uh, your space. Custom, unique pieces that are created one at a time. I thought that was just an interesting take, a total different approach, and it definitely gets your attention. So we salute Flourish Professional Services of New Hartford, New York, for marketing creativity, and of course, Amy Sears, the owner and operator of that service. Also, a shout out to our friends at Eagle Eye Music Promotions a part of the 365 Radio Network online, which also coincidentally carries our show on podcast. Thank you very much. You can find Eagle Eye on Facebook at, of course, Eagle Eye Music Promotions. Today we've got more great guests, of course, the end of our indie contest. A lot of people and a lot of music, so we want to get right to it. Remember, if you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, email David at the davidbowers.com put awards in the subject line and be sure to log into our blog talk radio chat room and remember you can also call in to talk with us and our guests at 347-945-7137 don't forget to tweet your comments using hashtag tdba also we want to wish a very happy thanksgiving to all our Canadian friends and followers who are having Thanksgiving weekend and celebrate their official Thanksgiving tomorrow. That's right, David. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> and good luck to good luck to Toronto in the uh in the American League Championship Series go, leading up to the uh World Series of Baseball. There you go. And guys, we want just want to remind our listeners for the, D, the David Bowers Awards, you can call in to speak with us at 347-945-7137, or you can log into our chat room on Blog Talk Radio. Talk with our guests, ask your own questions. Yo, David, what do we got coming up? We have with us a very exciting and talented lady. As I mentioned, we have almost a total uh, female show today, and our first guest is a lady who has some really, really serious message music, which is also eminently listenable, which is a wonderful combination. Anytime you can get listenable music that actually has a message to it, you've got something special, and she is a special lady. We're going to bring her on in just a moment. First, we're going to listen to one of her songs, and this song, she's based on a new, well, she based the new book on Inspired by Cancer Survivors the making of the musical, and the photographic story of each moment we're alive. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Deborah Lynn Alt. Please don't offer sympathy. It's hard for me to hear how you feel sorry. Some say we're closer to a cure each day But still my body turns away to betray me What I really want is for you to know Just what it is when my story's told that sustains me It's a strength that somehow makes its way all the words and the simple faith that I'll make it. I say cancer cannot cripple love or shatter hope or be anything but angry. When you work 
so hard to stay alive. You need a reason pushing you to strive to keep going. It's a message, it's a wake-up call, it's a plea to understand it all and find meaning. For the scary roller coaster ride and the hope that never leaves my side for long. In each moment we're alive, with every chance we've let slip by, there's something to remind us why we're My milestones Count on friends and loved ones To stick by me I'll keep holding on To miracles Or better still The strength of will To be this I can't believe I went through all this pain To say that it's been all in vain What it means to take it slow and be grateful For each moment we're alive For every breath with every sigh How the world will be so different from now on talk with her. Good afternoon, Debbie. Good afternoon. Hi, David. How how are you today, Deborah? I'm doing great, actually. I'm still kind of floating because last night was my big launch party. So the timing is kind of nice because I'm still riding on the delightful waves of all that celebration and launching of the book and CD. So it's kind of nice to sit here and talk about it some more. Congratulations. Thank you. We Thank are you. so we are so fortunate to have you right on the heels of your launch party, uh, so that uh, well we can kind of ride along on the coattails of the excitement and euphoria. Deborah, first <laughs> before before we get into the, your music and your message, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, 
how you got to where you are today. Well, uh, I started loving music when I was really young, and I love to tell the story of how I picked up the guitar because it's kind of fun. Back then, I have to say 50 years ago, I was offered to uh, offered from my elementary school the opportunity to learn guitar or recorder, and the only difference was if I picked up the guitar, I would have to shell out $10, and that was actually a lot of money, and I had to beg my parents fervently for that. And I was successful, and back then I was listening to folk music and just couldn't wait to learn how to accompany myself and sing. And I remember singing as long as long as uh, I was walking down the sidewalk, always singing. And then as the years went on, I learned how satisfying it was to express myself with music and words. And it wasn't until my daughter was born that I got serious about recording because I saw that playing music professionally really took you away from home a lot. And uh, I decided that writing and recording was a great way to do it and still be able to be home for my daughter. So I did that and I wrote, I moved to Connecticut back in 2000. I like to say the turn of the century and started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> the millennium scary, really. was a big deal. I know. Oh, at the turn of the century is when I moved back to Connecticut. And Y2K. I, yeah, right. I know. Remember, it was like such a such an anticlimactic moment. <laughs> oh, end of the technical world. <laughs> I know. I know. So, um, so then I. I recorded a, an album called, I like to call it an album too, that dates me, but it was called A Spirited Mother, and it was an, a creative explosion for me, and I just loved the process of recording. And again, because my daughter was still young, I didn't travel to promote it, but I, I did a lot of local events, and then I followed it up a few years later with my second CD called In Broad, Broad Daylight, and this is my third CD that I am cross-marketing with my book because I realize that these days that people are not as likely to buy books and CDs as they used to, being that things are so easily downloaded now. But I knew that my book, being a photography book essentially, which was, is illustrated by the lyrics of the song, was something that I envisioned as a tangible gift for people to be inspirational. And I thought that if I offered it with the CD – it would be more likely that people would see that as a valuable gift and something that would um, bring comfort and inspiration and joy. So it's a book and CD that I'm really delighted with and proud of, and it uh, put a lot of heart and soul into. And I, I'm really delighted by the response it's gotten so far. So um, that's sort of a synopsis of where I am musically and professionally. Wonderful. And uh not only is that a uh, amazingly interesting story, it's uh, also it, it shows your creative side. Not only do you have the talent for both music and lyrics, but also a uh, a pretty good handle on marketing and uh, creating uh, good marketing packages. Because uh, as you explained, that's a uh, that's an excellent combination, and a lot of thinking, good thinking, went into the fact of, of promoting the book and the CD. Uh, congratulations Definitely. on that. Yes, well, absolutely. You. Tell well, us I a little really, bit. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that I, it's funny. I don't think of myself as a marketer very very much, but I, but I did listen to what a lot of people were saying and try to tune in to 
to the inspiration, and I knew that it was important to get the book out there because I've lost a lot of people to cancer, and um, it just felt like a worthy purpose and cause and direction and focus. And um, with that comes a lot of help from the universe, it seems. So um, it, it just felt right. But, you know, it is, it's nice to know that it, it sounds like a good marketing plan, too. <laughs> That's an afterthought. <laughs> It definitely seems like something that would resonate with a lot of people because even if we ne- haven't necessarily experienced it ourselves, we all know somebody or have relatives that have gone through that ordeal. Everybody yeah, knows about it. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that has permeated our world and our society. And the beauty of it is, is that we're all survivors of something. And um, being in this lifetime, whether we've experienced loss of loved ones or divorce, of uh, or any number of things, it's uh, survival and cultivating gratitude is something that is such a positive message and reminder that I don't think we can have too much of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, you mentioned that uh, this uh, this concept, the, the song, the book, the CD, were inspired by cancer by cancer survivors. I hope that wasn't Nick falling off the chair. Uh, get up <laughs> off the floor, Nick. <laughs> you mentioned. See, I pulled him over with my story. <laughs> I, uh, that I could believe. <laughs> you, you mentioned it was inspired by cancer survivors. Tell us a little about the inspiration. Oh, be happy to. I had a friend, Monica, who was uh, a passionate, award-winning photographer, and she asked me a few months after my dad had passed from leukemia if I would be willing to write a song for cancer survivors. And I had already created a bit of a niche and a reputation for creating songs for different causes and organizations. I'd written one for Habitat for Humanity and Child Abuse, Autism, and Mothers Against Drunk Driving. So I was really starting to feel comfortable in in being able to be a voice for people that wouldn't otherwise have one or express it through song. And it was a challenge, but one that I really loved to face and, and step up to. So when she asked me, it was the most natural thing in the world. And I created this song and went to Nashville to record it and included actually on my second CD at the time. And she, um, we, I wanted to upload the book as quickly as I could to uh, to self-publish it because, unfortunately, after we celebrated her five-year survival milestone, she was the head of the North Brantford um, Relay for Life Committee at the time, and we sang it there and gave it out to survivors, and it was wonderful, and we had lots of music and celebration. Um, shortly thereafter, her cancer had metastasized, and I knew it was time to think about helping her leave a legacy, which meant so much to her. And that was really the source of the inspiration of the book. We came up with this idea together of marrying the music and the lyrics. And it was a unique concept. If you go through the book and look at the fabulous photography, the lyrics of the song are alongside, and the photographs were chosen from a plethora of photographs that Monica had. She was really amazing. And we picked ones that went in a subtle way, so it makes it very interesting. And when you get to the end of it, there's the CD of other songs of inspiration. And um, it was just just came out of a lot of love and passion and wanting to make a difference in the world and offer our art as a healing element and one of ultimately a lot of joy 
really there's a lot of joy in this music and in the book. So that's very, um, essentially where it came from was Monica. Very, very nice, and it sounds like you did uh, you, you put a lot of yourself into this, and uh, that's oh, that's yeah. always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Now there is a video link where people can go and uh, find out more about the uh, making of the. Uh, well, actually, you have, it's making of EMWA, which I'm not sure exactly what that means, but why don't you W-O-A? tell them about the link? Uh, actually, <clears throat> the link is uh, dash EMWA uh, here. Oh, that's how they abbreviated each moment we're alive. That's what ah, that is. I should have picked yeah. up on that. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm, I've been, you know, that's, I've been looking at it for so long now that it was very obvious to me. But um <laughs> It's it's actually a great video. It's just under five minutes, and it's really wonderful because I capture in there not only the story of Monica with photographs, and it's it's done with music, and I've also got the moment where I was at a publishing conference presented by Hay House Publishing where I went to learn about how to publish the book most efficiently, and Wayne Dyer was one of the inspirational speakers, and he heard about the name of the song and asked about it in front of hundreds of people and it was live streamed and I captured the moment where he asked me to sing the song a cappella in front of all these people and it was a uh-huh. magical moment magical and I just got this standing uh-huh. ovation and met these wonderful in fact that's how I met Lori Diamond who turned me on to you and who's also an incredible musician and I just yes, my life is. oh yeah she's beautiful in fact she was there last night she was part of the band and it was just such a magical moment, and to capture that on the video along with the uh, footage in Nashville, it just tells the story with an upbeat musical message, and it's a really – I'm so delighted with how the, music, the video came out. So I really encourage people to watch it. It's, it's, really, um, it's really a fun one. Fantastic. So. And yes, you're right about Lori. Lori Diamond is an exceptional talent and a wonderful oh, person. Yeah. We, we've had her on the show and thoroughly enjoyed it. And we're looking forward to the next time that uh, she comes by. For the folks who want to check this out, the video link uh, basically that tells you all about each moment we were alive is www.debrasong.com slash the dash making dash of dash e m w a as in each moment we're alive. Remember, I told you to keep your pens handy because you'll want to take notes. Your pen or although your notepad or EDA. Yes. Although it would be, but it to make we can make it even easier for people in that if you just go to my website deborasong dot com, when you as soon as you get on the site, there is a link for the video, right on top. So uh, there's a link. For the video as well as a link to buy the book and CD, so it's I made it really easy. <laughs> Fantastic! Easier is always better, especially Easy's in this technical better. Always always better. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, we're going to uh, we have a, a slight departure from our norm here this week. We usually sandwich our conversation with our guests uh, between two of their songs. But because of the nature of the music and what I felt was the importance of the message, we've decided to play all three songs that you submitted. 
And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a uh, short break right now and listen to another one of your songs. We're going to play A Voice for Sam, which uh, I understand was written for a nephew of yours who is autistic. And Mm -hmm. I thought perhaps you'd like to tell us about A Voice for Sam. Oh, of course. Uh, Well, my nephew was diagnosed uh, when he was a few years old, and he's now... 18, just turned 18, and so because he's a big, been a big part of my life, I'm very close to my sister and brother-in-law, I've been very close to the process of what they've been going through, and because it was part of what I wanted to do and felt so passionate about, I decided when I went to one of the autism walkathons, interestingly enough, Shaka Khan was there because she also had a nephew, I believe, that was autistic, and she performed, and it was wonderful to see her perform, but I couldn't help but notice that the songs were not necessarily about autism or speaking of it. So I thought, you know, I think they need one. So I I wrote it, and I felt really great about it. It just kind of came through me with some effort, um, and uh, because it was really hard to find a way to capture that. So I decided to write it from the perspective of what it might be or what I could imagine it would be to be autistic. And the chorus, the refrain is is a mess. Well, I won't, I won't give that away so much. I think it's clear, but it just helps, I think, to say that the voice for Sam is a voice for anyone that can't speak or can't communicate. And uh, the refrain is one of just reminding of, reminding us of how important it is to tune in in the ways that we can. So um, I think that, I think the song tells the rest, I hope. That sounds wonderful. And we're going to play the song right now. Uh, Listeners, this is a voice for Sam. Here is Deborah Lynn Alt. I tell you that I want to go now when I cannot find the words. The other kids are playing all around me. I'm alone and something hurts. I'm a boy who's feeling scared of all the noises in my head. I can hear you, but I know you don't hear me. My mom is always So creative, finding new things we can try. Dad comes home at night with hope and fearful eyes he tries to hide. And my brother's on the run. I know it can't be too much fun. It's not easy living with a boy like me. As you can And accept me as I am 
various organizations. So this week, in fact, I've already got things scheduled where we're going to be presenting at a luncheon for a Women's Chamber of Breast Cancer Awareness. And then she's involved in the Rays of Hope, which is an organization out of Springfield, Massachusetts, which is fully funding research and support to local people that are survivors. And so I'll be singing and signing books at their kickoff event for the chair people. This is an amazing event. For the following week, I'll be singing as the featured entertainer at that walk. And what they told me is that they expect 6,000 walkers. So it's a huge event. And I've got a book signing in Mystic, Connecticut, um, Saturday the 24th. I have all these dates on my website. But the immediate future has been filled with things to celebrate, if you will, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And after that, I've got a few other things scheduled, but that's really been the focus. And I am planning on taking some time to really reflect on what some great next steps will be because I really want to get the book out there. So I've got a lot more to learn about marketing and setting books up. It was a process to get it on Amazon and um, there's so many ways to distribute it. I'm getting it out to local bookstores and gift stores and I want to get more involved in partnering with some of these great organizations for cancer research and support because that's ultimately what I would love to do. I envision this book in offices, in counseling offices, in cancer treatment centers, and um, in, and in, in the mode of inspiration as well. So I just want to really work on getting it out there as much as I can. Wonderful. And uh, I I'm really happy for you. It looks like it's it's starting off very well, and I know you'll be uh, you will be learning how to make the rounds of the uh, media outlets and uh, get in contact. And uh, it's going to be an exciting experience for you. If you're if you don't have uh, an idea of what it's going to be, let me just suffice by saying it will be an exciting but draining experience for you. Yeah, yeah I've already <laughs> but, caught that vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, will not, you will not be bored in the near future, and it's such a, <laughs> such a wonderful message that you have, and, and you present it so well. You, you've actually, as we alluded to earlier, you've actually encompassed all of the uh, – all of the media you've got the printed media you've got the music media you've got the video media uh and uh i I salute you for someone who claims not to have a lot of marketing experience you definitely got the uh, building blocks in place to uh, to make it grow well i've also learned that relying on help from your friends is really um a huge resource to tap into and if and if you i think if you work from your heart and soul People are drawn to helping you and supporting you, and and I like to uh, support people that are doing promotional work and marketing work. So we all work together as a team and help each other. So that really does um, help a lot. And you seem to be doing very well at it. I uh, congratulate you, and I know uh, I know Nick and uh, John Bon Jovial, who is not with us today. Uh, we, we're all uh, wishing you the very best, and uh, we definitely want to hear from you again down the road, so you can tell us how it's going. We got we got fortunate to be in at the ground floor, at the groundbreaking, so to speak, yes. right after your uh, your launch last night, and. Uh, 
it's wonderful to have you here today, and we do look forward to hearing more from you in the future as, uh, you know, as events and uh, the growth of the uh, program uh, expand. And I know that uh, I want to thank you also for uh, doing a wonderful job answering questions I hadn't even asked yet. You're making my job <laughs> a lot easier for me because well, you hit on a couple I've of just, things. I'm just so verbose. I just keep on going. <laughs> you, you do a wonderful job. And I know Nick, the, uh, Nick uh, Rogers, our uh, co-host and engineer today, I know he's sitting there anxiously waiting a chance to uh, ask you a couple of questions himself. Oh, Nick? Oh, for us. Oh, well, thank you, David. Uh, Deborah, fantastic music. I just want to let you know that uh, the lyrics are extremely heartfelt. You can tell that when, when you're singing, nothing is phoned in. Everything seems from the heart. Oh, I just had a couple of questions regarding uh, how you write. Uh, do, you, do you use anything in, in the way of uh, a home studio to, to demo out recordings? Do you write it out by hand? Uh, you know, uh, in this in this modern age of digital technology, a lot of us as musicians will do our demos at home and then do a lot with uh, synthesizers and pre-recorded loops and things like that, and then bring it to the larger studio for a uh, full mix down. Is that something that you do, or do you find yourself uh, wanting to just get in the in the studio uh, to, to get it done? Well, I have to confess, I am a little. Uh, behind the eight ball in terms of being able to master electronics, I mean, I am still pleased that I can use my iPhone, quite frankly. <laughs> and, um, I wish I had more expertise and I was more adept at it. So what I end up doing is I always start with a pen and paper and I just pour out my ideas. I start a new file and I just Every time I think of something, wherever I am, I just add it to the file, and it's a paper file. And then I just recently started to record melodic ideas into my phone. I finally figured out how to use the voice memo application. And, I, you know, I, I have to admit that I just – I wish that I I had really cultivated that skill of being able to use – all the resources that are available to us, but I just haven't gotten there. So what the way it usually has happened, and maybe the next project will be different because I'm certainly open to learning new things. But right now what I've done up till now is uh, gone to studios of people that I know and work with them and let them be, you know, I really admire engineers and studio technicians because I don't, I have, don't have that skill. I haven't cultivated it. So I'll just sit down at the piano and the guitar and write and sing, and, and I always set aside time. That's one thing I really advocate. I, you may be asking more about the technical aspect, but I find it's really helpful to discipline myself and give myself a time period in which to create. I can't just wait for the inspiration to show up. But Absolutely. I find that if, I, yep, if I devote myself to a certain time of day, then something will come, even if it's a word. Other times it will be a verse. Other times it will be a whole song. But it's always something. It's always something. I, I know exactly what you mean. Absolutely. Now, do, do you find also too? Uh, do you do you have any uh, formal vocal or piano training, or are you are you find that that's that's useful in, in how you write your music, or is it basically off the cuff, more improvisational and from the heart than anything else? It is very uh, improvisational. I find that the more I've learned along the way, I am I've not been formally trained. I, uh, I've taken sporadic lessons throughout my lifetime with various people, and I wish I had been. If I, if, there was, if I could rewrite my life script, I think it would have been to study music formally. 
because I feel that very often it holds me back when I'm feeling something so strongly and I want to express it, mm-hmm. to be able to formulate it in musical in musical language is sure. uh, I'm, I'm limited by my skills, and uh, yet I still pull it together. And sometimes I'll co-write, and you know I always pull it together. I'm really good with deadlines. Usually I'll say, okay, I'll give you that song for this event, and then I I make it happen, whatever it takes. But I uh, I really think if if education is on the um, on the agenda of the immediate future, it would be to learn even more because there's so many great teachers out there in the form of books and online lessons and um, I have a lot to learn in that regard but what I use right now is it just comes out and I piece it together with the skills that I have it's a very largely motivationally oriented <laughs> absolutely well I mean well, one of the things that I, I've noticed I'm a musician myself oftentimes if, if you do lock yourself into the theory mode entirely oftentimes mm. you will try to structure things in ways that might be technically musical but mm-hmm. then so, uh, oftentimes you lose a little bit of the soul in regard mm. Mm. so it i find uh for me personally i like allying myself with somebody that is in that mode so that we can bounce mm. those ideas off of each other the the musicality yeah. remains but the soul remains as well and it Absolutely. sounds like for, from your recordings you have excellent collaborators Yes, thank you. Well, I've certainly been fortunate in partnering with people, and I find what really works is that if somebody really gets the spirit of what I'm trying to express, then I can work with them well. And that's usually how I've been successful. I'll just be so excited about this idea and what I've put together that it just brings out the best in my collaborator. And, of course, I try to trust my intuition in terms of who I'm working with, but um, that's how I've I've worked so far, and I'm always very proud when I do write a song on my own, when I do pull it together, and um, because ultimately I would love to increase my musical and instrumental, instrumental and compositional skills. But as you know, as a musician, you know that um, we, you know, we have our limitations, and it's a strength to be able to acknowledge what they are, I believe, and to uh, find them in other absolutely. people. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a lot like it, it, it's a lot it's a lot like having a, a relationship. It's not about finding the perfect person. It's about finding mm. one whose flaws are congruent with yours. Mm, well put. <laughs> 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 Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of marriages out there that have nothing to do with being husband and wife or yeah, or partners in that regard. You may well be right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there is well, work Dave, or music. Yeah, it's true. Well, David, I understand yes, we have a uh, a guest caller. Oh, great. Bring them on. All right. We have uh, Jeanette from Massachusetts. All right. Fantastic. We, hello there, Jeanette. Are you with us? And hello, uh, Deborah Lynn. How are you today? Um, great. Hi, Jeanette. How much fun to have a, a guest caller. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely, yes. I am, I am thrilled that you're going to have a walk run toward the cure of breast cancer um, nearby in the Bay State, it, Springfield. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. And um, I, I just heard the song, A Voice for Sam, and I thought that was so genuine. It, is, it, it speaks for itself for these children or adults that have that autism, you know, have, have been dealt at to mm-hmm. under, try to better understand it and um, thoroughly. It, it's a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful song. Thank and you. Thank you for writing that. And um, I, I clearly love your vision and trying to make a difference for so many. I think that 
you know, it's an inspiration to, to everyone, and I'm sure the, the cancer survivors are just amazed as well of, of the work you're doing. So oh, just thank you. Thank They're, you. Thank you. They're loving it. Are you familiar with the Rays of Hope? I am not. I've read up a little bit about it um, from your posts on Facebook, and oh, uh, that's what kind of intrigued me to, to get into looking a little further into your work as well as you are going to be a guest on uh, the David Bowers radio show, and I'm a big supporter of, of there as well. So I oh, that's here. Thank you. You're welcome. And I just wanted to say thank you for, for each moment we're alive. Oh, in, in thank the, you. In, in the way you put it into words and music. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so <laughs> thank much, Deborah Lynn. Thank you, Thanks Jeanette, for, for stopping by and calling in. Great to hear from you, and uh, we hope to hear from you again in the future. Thanks again, Jeanette, from the it. great Thank state you. of Massachusetts. You're welcome, Jeanette. You got it. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. De- okay. Bye-bye. Deborah, we're going to go to a third song from you, which, uh, if I have my notes correct, this is the newest original song on your new CD, Each Moment We're Alive. It's uh, called Change of Heart. Is that correct? Yes, and in fact, I just want to say to Nick that this is an example of a song that I wrote on my own, and it was a it was something that I worked really hard on because I wanted to be able to capture a reflective experience of a love song that was something that would portray when someone feels something so strongly that they want to be able to try to change someone's mind about something. And um, I really... It came from a lot of personal experience, and I'm very pleased and proud that it came together to be the song that it is. So I just wanted to say that because I know you That's had a, asked about that. That is a fantastic way of putting it, Deborah. and we are so elated to have you on the show with us. Please come Thank back. You. Thank you. I'll be happy <laughs> Thank to. You. Thank you so much, Deborah. And I just wanted to go back to something you had said uh, uh, a few moments ago. I think uh, just you were talking to Nick before uh, we spoke with Jeanette. And that was your pride in when you do create a song and write it yourself. And I I just wanted to say that's wonderful, and I encourage that. You should be proud because it is an accomplishment. Writing a song is not quite as easy as sitting down and – you know, writing a complaint to some business that you've got a gripe (laughs) with. Uh, There's a lot that goes into it. The more you do it, there's so much more – that you learn to put into it. And it's obvious, as I said at the top of our discussion today, that that it's obvious that there is a lot of you in the music that you write and sing, and uh, you're to be complimented for it, and you should take pride in it. So congratulations on that. We're going to go, and uh, we're going to let you go, and we're going to close with uh, Change of Heart, which, as I said, is the newest original song on Deborah Lynn Alt's newest cd each moment we're alive it's available online you can find out a lot more about uh, deborah lynn and about her music and the meaning that goes into the music at her website which is very easily put www.debralyn or i'm sorry deborah song so simple i mess it up right d-e-b-r-a song debrasong.com Everything you need to know is right there on that page. You can also find Deborah uh, around the Internet. She's on Facebook, 
you know, like everybody, we're all over the place to try and be there for you. Deborah Lynn, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today and sharing your music and stories. It's a privilege to have you on board. And we do, as Nick said, really look forward to having you back again in the very near future. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure for me, too. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, Deborah Lynn Alt, and here is Change of Heart. I've loved you as I've loved no other You're the anchor for my dreams I barely noticed as you slowly closed the door And slipped away from me Long to stay beside you, my darling. Where else would I be? If I were to sing, sing to you softly, a song of love that's pure right from the start. Would those sounds? Be so sweet and clear For you to have a change of heart You wear pride and power Like a suit of honor How I wish you'd take a All the ways that I have always been there Yet you close me like a book Your answers come so quickly They nearly take my breath away If I were to those sounds be so sweet and clear for you to have a change of heart tell me that you hear me hear every word that I say but really how can you While you're turning me away I'll keep trying while the sun's still shining I can't seem to let you go With a glimmer of a chance you'll open I'll hold on 
Welcome, David. <laughs> Evidently, Mr. David Bowers is unavailable at the moment. So we're looking forward to all of our next guests coming up here. We want to thank Deborah for being here. That was just a beautiful, beautiful song. Let's see if we've got David on the line here. Well, listen to that. That is uh, that is some interesting sounds going on right there. The David, are you with us? I hear you clearing your throat, David. I know you're there. Well, guys, while we're waiting for the David to come back on the line, we just want to let you know, we, you know, we send a lot of awards out on this show, but we want to let you all know that we can, you can award yourself just by going to the official The David Bowers Awards website and getting one of our The David Bowers Awards t-shirts. Now, these are the only official t-shirts of The David Bowers Awards and available only on our website, thedavidbowers.com. We keep the price down by taking no profit from them. They're strictly for our fans and followers. High-quality T-shirts in black or white. Ladies or men's sizes. Men, order them for your ladies. Ladies, order them for your men. Order now. Still just $14.30. How can you beat that? Order now at www.thedavidbowers.com. And guys, don't forget to tweet your comments at hashtag TBDA. David, are you with us yet? David, are you with us? Well, since we've uh, lost our host here. All right, well, once again, guys. We are the the David Bowers Awards. If you want to call in and speak to us here on the show, 347-945-7137. And please don't forget to tweet your comments at hashtag TBDA. 
And if you want to be considered for a guest spot on the show, all you have to do is send your EPK to David at thedavidbowers.com, along with a current bio, put guest in the subject line. Our panel will review them and select future guests from the entries. Here is your chance our next, to be our next Indie Five. And don't forget, win a free mix by Stuart Epps contest, open to all indie artists with original music. Simply send us your MP3 original demo and Grammy-winning producer Stuart Epps himself will select the winner to receive a totally free mix by him. Think what that would do for your bio, for your EPK. Complete de details on our win a free mix link at thedavidbowers.com. Enter today. Next up, our latest find. David, are you with us yet? We've lost our host. What's an engineer to do? Well, guys, it seems like we're experiencing some technical difficulties here. Please just bear with us. Do we have Mr. David Bowers on the phone? Well, guys, it just seems another extension of technology. All right, David. That sounds like David we've got there. Can you hear me? I can hear you, David. Welcome. Oh, well, that's strange because I... Uh... I've been on the phone all the time since the mic went out, and uh, you couldn't hear me. Now, all of a sudden, you can hear me. Well, that's wonderful. It's good to be back. I have no idea what happened. Apparently, something went wrong with the uh, Bog Talk radio facility because uh, I just lost everything. <clears throat> well, welcome to, the, welcome to the future, David. Welcome to the future. <laughs> really? That's pretty scary and pretty disappointing. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even log back in on the uh on the on-air program, it uh, just sat there and processed and processed and processed. And we don't have a guest online either. <laughs> that's quite all. That's quite all right, David. We can recover. Yes, I'm sure we can. I'll tell you what. Our uh, our guest this afternoon is uh, for uh, Rockstar 101. Is a very talented lady who has, uh, or she has all kinds of credentials. She's an artist. She's a songwriter. Uh, producer, and uh, I can't uh, I can't even remember all the uh, qualifications and, and credits she has. Uh, she is uh, based in Nashville, naturally, after marrying a uh, professional bass fisherman as well as a drummer, Mr. John Rodman, and uh, they moved to Nashville, and she began singing jingles for national companies, and then moved up to uh, sing for... Uh, uh, some of some people she met around Nashville, you know, uh, names you've never heard of like Johnny Cash, Tammy Wynette, Ray Charles, stuff like that, you know. Who were they? And yeah, really. <laughs> In the mid '80s, she had a top 40 hit with her debut single called "I've Been Had by Love Before." Her I love that single, song. Yeah, her second single, "You're Gonna Miss Me When I'm Gone," that of course did a little better. By the end of the year, she had a top 30 hit with a song she wrote herself called I Sure Need Your Lovin'. And hopefully, if we can make everything work, she'll be joining us in just a little bit uh, with Rockstar 101 because she's going to 
She's going to tell us a little bit more about what it takes to make it in a career in music today. And, of course, we also hope to have a young man who's built himself his own online radio following in Mesa, Arizona, DJ J-Man, and he'll be joining us. Right now, I think I'm going to call on Nick to play us a tune. And because our guest is going to be Judy Rodman, we're going to play one of hers, which went all the way up to number one nationally in 1986. It's a song called Until I Met You. Here's Judy Rodman.
Oh, what a beautiful Oh, what a beautiful song. Judy Rodman will be joining us in just a few minutes for Rockstar 101. Don't forget, we've still got Jenny J coming to you from Arizona. But right now, from the great state of Arizona and the city of Mesa specifically, we have a young man who's built himself his own radio station and consequently his own radio following. Uh, He's having a lot of fun, playing a lot of music and talking to a bunch of indie artists too let's bring him on right now welcome aboard dj j man hey david how's it going going fine how are things going for you doing good everything's going just fine fantastic now you have done something that i remember years ago i wanted to do myself and of course we didn't have internet back then so you couldn't build your own uh, bedroom radio station where I live. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people out there who have the same desire you do. And the nice thing is now through the wonders of the Internet, when it works, we just had an occasion where for some reason it just stopped working. I have no idea what happened, but it's a little embarrassing. And we're moving on oh, anyway. Getting back, getting back to your situation, you got yourself your own radio station. You're broadcasting on the Internet to uh, an audience that uh, actually uh, can encompass the world, but I know you're specifically aiming for your people in the uh, Mesa, Arizona station. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, uh, it all started uh, last year around uh, October, uh, mid of of October. I uh, sat down. I was just finishing up a show on Cyber FM, which is a online rail station in New York, I, I'm broadcasting from my house. And uh, so after I got booted off from that station, I decided to do my own station. And that time I was about to uh, end my uh, – um, graduated from EVIT, which is a tech school here in Arizona, where I started rail broadcasting. I listened to a couple of local stations here, and it got me um, – um, inspired to create my own rail station, so uh, I sat down with uh, one of the uh, one of my friends. She helped me create the logo, and I already knew what I wanted to do. I doing seventies, eighties, nineties, but I really like helping people, and uh, so I thought about playing indie artists and you know independent, uh, unsigned artists, and help them get discovered which is a pretty um, amazing thing. I mean, you do it, so that's that's great. And um, it just that's how it started. And then um, January of this year, um, January 3rd of this year, we um, launched for the first time. Fantastic. And uh, you're running, what, you're, you're not 24-7, but you're running a good chunk of the day, aren't you? Yeah, about uh, 15 hours a day. It's, Fantastic. Uh, we play like semis through today's hits and unsigned artists, and we have a few uh, pre-recorded shows, and um, I do some uh, live shows. I do, I do like three live shows a day, well now two, but uh, I cut it down, and um, I do a morning show and then a night show. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yes, it is, and you uh, you also answered my next question, which was. Uh... How much of your uh, how much of your broadcast day is live? So you have an automatic setup so that you don't have to be live. You can run the the program will run itself for parts of the day. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, no, I am, I am uh, truly thankful and blessed to have uh, really good friends that are helping me um, build this uh, rail station from the ground up. Now, I lost a few friends that helped me along the way, but I, I've gained a ton of friends that are uh, helping me along the way. Like, I have uh, DJ in the Sky, which is going to be doing a pre-recorded show on Sunday soon. And um, I got some uh, new kids on the block fans that are helping me. Um, one of them is Lisa Bush. She is uh, helping me with uh, getting the rail station going. So I play new kids on block songs like every hour. And uh, last um, Friday, this last Friday, we had a, one of the biggest nights in Jimmy Rio history. And oh, really? It, it was amazing. It was amazing. I had like over like 48 people um, listened, and we have a brand-new toll-free number. And uh, so I, uh, I uh, talked to a lot of people on there and made their night a lot better. And one of them was a security guard. So she was bored of her gourd at work, so I just helped her, you know, play music, and she enjoyed the show, and I um, gave away a few prizes, and that was my actually my first real time of doing that. And I, I'm, I'm only 19 years old. You got get to know that because, uh, you know, I, I could be not doing anything, you know, but I decided to do what I love, and that is music. So music and help, helping people put that together and you got J Man Radio. Fantastic. And you've got you've been able to get some of your uh some of your local talent as well as some other people have come on your show and uh and you've interviewed them because I know you do periodic interviews. You've got uh, as a matter of fact uh one of your local talent is our uh our guest a little bit later, Jenny J is going to be joining us with some of her music and we're going to talk to her and you've got another great act in the area. I I don't know if you've uh if you've talked to them or not, but if not, to be one to look for a group called Don't Tell Mom, uh, which are making mm. some waves in the in the Phoenix and the Arizona markets. So uh, you might want to check them out if you haven't already. We've had them on the show. Uh, they do some great music. Nice. They're real. They're real young. They're. Uh, I don't remember exactly, so I hope they're not listening and going to slap me side of the uh. head if I'm wrong. But uh, they're in the. Uh, early teens to probably below. I think there's one of them that's like 11 or 12 years old, but they're, they're all young, just getting started. Uh, they're really eager. And the important thing is they're good. They do some neat stuff. You can find them online. It's called don't tell mom. That's the group. And uh, we've had okay. them on the show too, but there's, yeah, a, I, there's uh, something for you to look forward to, but I, we're, we're really excited about the fact that you've been able to start your own radio station. I understand uh, if I, if I heard you correctly, your mom is helping you with this too. Yeah. She's my uh, show uh, producer. She gets me all ready for my shows and stuff. Great. That's the way, and, that's the way to do and, it. And then, and then she's the best mom in the world. So you can't oh, uh, go wrong with that. Well, it sounds like she's got a pretty good son too. <laughs> Always oh, yeah. got to give I'm the shout-out to I'm Mom. a pretty nice guy. Yeah, shout-out <laughs> to Mom. She's the best. How do you uh, – now, you you said you play a lot of the uh, of the past hits as well as a lot of indie music. Uh, without giving away any of your trade secrets, of course, uh, how do you uh, how do you format your music? Do you have a, uh, a balanced program that you work on, or uh, is it just a gut feeling? How do you, how do, you do that? Um – I uh, 
I use Sam Broadcaster, which is a um, broadcasting software that you can get. And I got mine for free, actually, by being on Cyber FM for like over eight months. So they, they gave it to me. So I've been using it um, religiously, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I I just took a gut feeling, and I I, I saw how uh, um, the um, – 88.7 the pulse how they um um format format their station and I and I liked how they did it and then I put that and I put uh 9.5 or I mean 9.5 cool FM I put their rotation mixed with the pulse rotation and put it all together so I and, and I um I know what people like to hear I mean uh, they give me really good feedback and I I really like feedback. So that really oh, helps me a lot. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, and knowing that I have a toll-free number now, they can actually call in if they have a, if they have a problem or anything, which is well, amazing uh, and it's cool. Let's let's advertise that toll-free number. Tell tell everybody what it is so they can call you. Okay, that number is one eight 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 seven eight four zero zero one one, and my uh, um, extension is. Two. There are two two extensions, and uh, so um, the number again was one eight 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 seven eight four zero zero one one, and uh, the uh, phone line stays open until about nine p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. So uh, I don't answer any, any more phone calls after nine o'clock because, you know, I'm getting ready to go to bed and my string goes off at ten, so uh, right. I'm getting it all set up and. Fantastic! That, that's that's really wonderful. Now, what do you uh, what are your your immediate future plans? What do you got? Uh, you got any any uh, super specials coming up, or anything uh, anything special you're going to do, or you're just going to continue to try to grow the station and the audience? I'm going to try to continue and grow the audience and the listening span. Now, I know like Friday night we had some people from UK that listened and. From Michigan and Ohio and everywhere, it was like incredible how some people are listening around the world on Friday night. So I I yeah. want to expand that, and we're gonna have a um our second annual spring celebration, which will be on next year around uh, March and February um time, and and um I'm gonna invite some local talent to come out and perform, and um it's gonna be free food and live uh, interviews, and and I'm going to try to get some videos of the footage and put it on uh, YouTube, because so I have a YouTube channel as well for the station and for myself. So Great. That's one of the, that's one of the um, um, events that are coming up, and I'm going to be interviewing a lot of people in the next few months, so that's going to be exciting, too. Okay, DJ J-Man, before we let you go, I understand you wanted to... Uh... You wanted to contribute to the uh, the David Bowers Awards with an award of your own. Oh yes, yes I do. Run it by us. Okay, I want to. So okay, how how do I supposed to do this? I'm, I'm kind of new to this. Uh, just uh, just say what you, who you want to award and why. Okay. Just let it rip. Um, I want to award uh, Lisa Bush for um, being the best that she can and uh, helping me 
grow the station with a larger listening span. She is the uh, co-owner and promotion director at J-Man Radio. And I want to uh, have another award for my bay that I've been talking to for about uh, three weeks now. Her name is Martha McKinney, and she's from Texas, and she is extremely awesome and amazing and just I want to uh, say, just keep being you because I uh, really like who you are as a person. And um, there's a rumor going around that me and her could be boyfriend girlfriend soon. So that's exciting too. <laughs> <laughs> Does she know this? Oh, yeah, she knows this. Oh, okay. I, mean, I just want to be sure, you know, because if you're keeping it a secret, this isn't the best place to do it. We can keep secrets. Know, it's just right? the people we tell can't. <laughs> DJ yeah. J-Man. If, she, if, she, didn't, Mesa, if she didn't know before, she knows now. She knows now, right. Oh, yeah, DJ definitely. J-Man from Mesa, Arizona, with his own online radio station. You can find him. Just uh, Google DJ J-Man and uh, tune him in. I can give you the Please do. So quick. Okay. Um, the uh, J-Man Radio website is jmanradio.net, and all the socials are on top of the homepage, so it's very easy. And there's a um, staff page on there that, of course, has David on there, and um, it has my information and all the uh, staff members on there. It has my link on there, so everything is connected on the um, jmanradio.net website. Fantastic. DJ J-Man from Mesa, Arizona, thank you for coming by and chatting with us today. Yeah, it was amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Let's do it again. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks again. <laughs> much there we go again we are live and ready to go now with our next guest whose music we just played a, a few minutes ago and we're going to bring her around and sit down and talk to her right now welcome aboard miss judy rodman hi hey <laughs> how are you david Doing just fine in spite of a couple technical glitches. I don't know if you heard, but uh, about a half an hour ago, uh, my feed to the show just vanished. It just died in the middle of a song, and uh, all of a sudden, my engineer had to take over and be the star of the show, and he did a great job keeping it going <laughs> until we until we figured out how to get reconnected, which, uh, well, that's a whole other story. But we're glad to have you here today. We spoke with the audience a little while ago and kind of prefaced uh, – for people who are not familiar with you or your many talents and accomplishments, and uh, <laughs> we went ahead, we went ahead and shared uh, your number one hit from 1986 with them too. Until I met you, oh cool! And, uh-huh. Oh, it was it's always a great song. You've done some great stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, Nick, our engineer, uh, also uh, commented on a couple of your songs from. Uh, from back in the 80s that uh, he remembers and loves. We're so happy well, to I'm have so you I'm glad here. they're remembered, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's nice to absolute. have the music go on. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, we Surprising are glad that to... any, any, any of us remember the 80s. 
Yeah, well, you know, who was it? Who was it? Uh, yeah, was it Carlin that said, "If you remember the '60s, you weren't there," right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you remember the '80s, you can remember the '80s. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just I prefer not to remember that far back. That's it's funny. a reminder. Yeah, it's a reminder of how long the road has been. But Judy, you're gonna. Judy, you're going to talk to us today about making a career in the music business, and uh, please do come right on in and talk to us. Well, you know, I've been in in the music business under several hats, and you you probably know that. Uh, and the, what, since I have, and I've I've actually been in the business for over four decades in one form or another. I've kind of learned some shortcuts and some things that don't work and, you know, things that do work as, as we all have that have had a little history with this you know, Vita Loca, the crazy business. Uh, but the thing that I thought I might uh, offer today is how to make your studio experience uh, business-wise and artistically uh, the most successful. And they, they actually go hand in hand. Uh, if you know how to prepare and how to set up and how to function in the studio uh, in ways that those of us that have had 30 years, 40 years of experience in the studio know, then all of a sudden, you know, you number one, you're, you're going to have better results artistically, and number two, it's not going to cost you as much. Very so, good. Uh, yeah. so, you, so what you're wondering is how do you do that, right? <laughs> well, I know you're going okay. to tell us. Yeah. Well, first of all, you've got to prepare, and you've also got to realize if you're new at it that uh, you need a, a professional team around you. And that, that goes for the smallest budgeted, you know, trio or whatever, or even just an acoustic, uh, say you want to make an acoustic CD, guitar and piano. You really need to have people around you that you can trust that have been there uh, so that's the first thing. And so look, looking around, doing due diligence about your production team, uh, or if, if you don't have the money, just the engineer. You know, they, they should they should have some, uh, some good credits, and that doesn't mean you just Google them and find them on LinkedIn, but that they actually have uh, some people that are recommending them. So that's number one. It sounds like a, you know, it sounds like a, well, duh, yeah. But so many people don't do that, and then they get taken for granted. Uh, they they get really kind of screwed because they spend way too much money, and they don't even you know they they don't get good results. And Nashville has those people as every city does, but they've also got great people. And just spending a little bit of extra time asking people uh, would they recommend these people and all that instead of just going by what's on the internet about them that they've probably written themselves is number one. Uh, the second thing is uh, be prepared and don't go in the studio until you absolutely know that you've got the best stuff that you want to record, which usually means write or gather at least two or three times the number of songs that you want to record, you know, so that right. you, you don't go six months down the road and go, oh, my gosh, I had this other song that would have been so much better. So the smart, the smart artists, the smart new artists, are not uh, acting like there's a fire. You know, just wait for it. Right. And then and then do that. And then try to get a uh, either a producer who is a singer or knows uh, uh, about how to do vocal production or consider 
getting a vocal producer as part of the team because the most important I would I would offer that the most important part of a recording project is the vocal because if it's just a great track, you know, <laughs> it's it's the vocal right. that sells it. It's the vocal that makes it into something other than uh, elevator music, uh, and and so you know, there's lots of tricks uh, which I will offer some of some of uh, okay. that you can Please that do. you can use, yeah, to to make your studio experience uh, really great. The other so, thing is, huh? Uh, uh, Judy, I, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you there, but I just wanted to ask you oh, a okay. question. Sure. Do you find that in today's market, uh, being that home recording is, is so pervasive, uh, that it's more appropriate now to start the demo process at home and br- bring it into a larger facility with a producer, with somebody that knows what they're doing for a final execution? Or, or do you, you still feel that there is value in taking it to the large format facility from the start? You know, there is no substitute for for experience at the recording mic. So I think it's a great idea to do uh, recordings at home. It, you know, it's not going to cost you any more than you've already paid for the equipment. And so you can experiment with different things. You can uh, put put songs down that you're not sure you're going to fully flesh out and all that. I think it's a great idea. Uh, and that's something that that you know we didn't have access to before. So right. that by uh, then, then uh, the next level would be going into a studio with a production team. But I, yes, absolutely, home recording. But if you do home recording, I've got there's some tricks that you can use at your own recording mic to make to make the vocal better. Like so, a refle- uh, reflection filter if you're recording in a bedroom to make it sound like you're recording in a dead space, something like that. Yeah, but I'm going to talk to you about stuff that's not gear-based. But, yes, okay. I mean, isolation, as much as you can, like, uh, put your booth or where, where put your mic in a, in a closet with clothes there so that the space is dead and all that kind of stuff. But that uh, that's uh, the, what I would – what most people are really surprised at is that it matters how you stand at the mic or sit. It matters what you do with your eyes, what you do with your hands. So I'm going to throw some tips out that can be completely um, mind-blowing as, to, as far as the difference it makes in Lower the quality of the final vocal. All right? First of all, you need to move your feet in so that your head, you know, if, if, where you're standing there at the pop filter, move your feet in so that your head has to be based more over your tailbone rather than forward. opens up your chest and your throat so you've got a better breath uh, and breath control and a more open throat to begin with, okay? The first thing, and, and if you're in the studio, you want to move the stand, you want to move the cue box and walk in a little bit so that you feel like the pop filter is in the middle of you instead of in front of you. And you don't want it so, so far that you feel like you're about to fall backwards. Right. But uh, but you shouldn't feel like you're singing forward at the mic. Okay, that's that's trick one. Uh, the second thing is, uh, don't you've got to know who you're singing to. You know who most people sing to is the pop filter, <laughs> and the pop filter doesn't care. You, you, most people sing to either pop, the pop filter or the producer or engineer. 
you know. And so what uh, that what changes it that makes your that numbs your eyes out that that numbs your body language out and that changes tone. Uh, Absolutely. So what you what you want to do is in your mind or even on a piece of sticky you know put a piece of sticky eye level across from you and look at it. But you've got to be focused on the heart to whom the lyric is addressed. Exactly. And I, uh, I, I, I found also too, Judy. I, I, excuse mm-hmm. me, but I, I I found also too that especially guys that like like rock guys who are so used to working handheld. Sometimes you don't know what to do with your hands when you're well, in a situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come to that next. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to usurp you there. Go ahead. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, I'm glad you know because not everybody even understands the importance of hands. Uh, when you use your hands like you're talking. It opens your rib cage. It activates your, you know, just emotionally you feel like you're talking to somebody because it's body language. Uh, there's an, there's an, uh, an absolute, I call it studio hands thing that I do, which is press your fingertips of both hands into each other like there's a thin cushion between your fingertips. You know, like you've got your, both hands around a ball or something. Yeah. If you press your, you can press your fingertips into each other, and and that makes you taller when you do that. And if you just do that on a hard note or a long note, uh, or something, you know, a high note, you wouldn't believe how much control uh, and ability that gives you that you won't have otherwise. And that's because of uh, that opens the girth of your rib cage more, uh, and gives you uh, gives your diaphragm more control over your breath. So, I wasn't aware uh, the of other that. Thing, uh, yeah, very, very few people are, um, or you know, a lot of people talk with their hands at the mind. That that's that funny. I have done. Yeah, that I've right. done as a uh, as a voice artist. I I, I do. I just say, even voice artist. Yeah, I, I, I imagine, you, I, I imagine you're doing that right now, Dave. Actually, I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yes, you see. I, I mean. Yeah, you see, you see actors that are doing voiceovers when they do those snippets of, that they show where the actors are doing the voiceover parts for Aladdin or whatever. Right. You know, uh, they show them and they're going crazy with their body language. Their hands are yeah. going crazy. You know, uh, I, I another didn't thing. Oh yeah, it, it's affecting your breath and it's also affecting your psych- psychological focus. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, did, I wasn't necessarily so aware of the breathing advantage, but I did have the feeling, the, the psychological or the mental approach, it was, a, uh, it was an emotional thing with me. If I needed to get pumped up, you know, like those crazy yeah. guys that do the yeah. car commercials or something, then I was really, <laughs> I was really tensing my muscles and my hands are going in the air and yeah, I, I I kind of I could see where what I was doing was related by my hand gestures at that particular time. Right, right. Well, I, here's I, how you can here's a little experiment you can do. You can put your hands down limply at your sides and count to five, and then pick your hands up like waist level or above with your elbows a bit behind you and count to five with with uh, talking hands. And you'll feel the difference, and you'll hear the difference. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah. And now, the next area that's probably going to surprise you, that you probably already do, is eyes. Most people don't use their eyes when they're talking on the phone or 
uh, or on the radio even, you know. Uh, when if you if you raise your eyebrows right now, I invite everybody, including you, raise your eyebrows and tell me what happens in your nose. Which, which eyebrow? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I recommend open, both. <laughs> yeah, I opened my nose. I hadn't thought absolutely. of it. But I, absolutely, absolutely. No. Yeah, your eyes are part of the ceiling of your voice cave, and morphing or shape shifting the shape of your voice cave. That changes tone. Okay, the shape, the, human the shape tone. of the voice cave. That sounds like a song right there. Oh, and that's the spirit. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, that's a whole book in itself. But I, I, I mean, I, I love the word morph, which means that. And uh, so you want to, you know, be uh, if if you want a musical and interesting and compelling and actually communicative speaking voice uh, or singing voice, you know, you want to morph the cave. Because otherwise you sound like a machine or bored uh, or numb. So that's what I'm saying. If you look at the pop filter, you're going to numb out. Because, you know, what your eyes need to be doing is trying to get a reaction from who you're talking to. Who is usually in the studio is usually your imaginary friend. I know when I coach. May may I ask you one question? Sure. So – as an engineer myself, I've definitely noticed that there is a tendency to, especially as time has gone on and there is less money involved in the recording industry, that there's much more right. of a tendency these days to try to fix it in the mix. So the engineer, he's like, okay, I have these plugins. I will just fix it. I will auto-tune it. I will align everything vocally. And so it doesn't really require that, that much effort. So everything seems to remain fairly static. A lot of the soul is lost. So Exactly. Uh, so how, how would you recommend to an aspiring singer who really wants to feel that natural soul, but also in, in the way that she can deal with the engineer right. to avoid, well, avoid those kind of, of pop all, music kind of uh, paradigms? Right. First of all, um, I would uh, offer that I don't care what kind of software the engineer has. They can't change the voice like raising your eyebrows can. Mm. So there, that's, I mean, that's, it, that's kind of it in a nutshell. You know, if you yeah, can't, doesn't have a human button. <laughs> it's really and a physio-emotional aspect. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, when, I talk, when I talk about my method of teaching, which is power, path, and performance, performance, with the way I define that, is physical and psychological aspects of communicating. So there's psychological aspects and physical aspects to actually music, communicating successfully. Yeah. So here's the thing. I Here's what I tell people. You know, I, these days the audience ear is used, much more used to pitch perfection than in the past because everybody's fixed. So yeah. we don't want to hobble, you know, we don't want to like hobble the, the singer. But what I would say is, uh, make the, make your vocal, and this is what I do myself. Make your vocal so good, make make your vocal as good as it can possibly be, so that the fixes are minimal. Mm-hmm. And uh, makes sense, uh, right? And that and that's it in a nutshell. Because then the fixes that they make are not going to numb you out. They're just gonna, you know, they're gonna help you rather than numb you, numb your vocal sound. And, right. Uh, sure. And and. Uh, but uh, so, so make it be something that helps you rather than defines you. Yes, 
Yes, and it, and that way, if you get an incredible take and you've got all the heart in the world uh, on that take, and all they need to do is just tune that tune that note like a quarter step up to make like, it just just sizzle. Well, I, like, then well, do I that. just almost missed that C sharp right there. Right, right, right. But uh, but uh, but no, not to just go, uh, you know, sail through three or four takes and then go, okay, paste, cut and paste it together, you know, uh, do a comp on it and then fix whatever is needed. And uh, what I you know, you've got to have, that's why you've got to have a team around you. If you're, if you are doing it in the studio that knows what you want and that knows how to help you get what you want. And uh, I highly recommend, you know, making sure that your your vocal producer is a vocal producer. If it's your main producer, that's great. But sometimes you may want to add another team member just for the vocals. Here's another thing that's possible that you can make economic sense and yet still be uh, make the vocal great. And that is, do what you're talking about and do the uh, do the tracks at home if you're if you're good and and you're an instrumentalist or you can. Or that's a cheaper way of you hiring people to come in, and you can do really good tracks. Do those tracks and you know as cheaply as you can. Uh, try to get them really good, and then go into the studio with those tracks with a vocal producer. That's another way that people go about doing it. Fantastic, now, now, Judy. Judy how, how, how do you approach that when you're you're dealing with something like an instrumental track, where there is no vocal, where something else has to be the hook? Uh well, that's just a that. Then you do this. You know, you make sure that that instrument. Uh, is played by someone who is musical. Is be able the fingers are as musical and morphable as as the voice. And of course, that's all about you know hiring your right musician. Or if Absolutely. you can play it, you know if you can play it, practicing your butt off before you uh, put it down, so that you don't have to think technically. You can think with heart. Excellent point. Thank you so much, Judy. Judy. Judy, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. We could probably sit here and pick your brain all day. It is fantastic. Always fascinating having you share with us. Tell the folks how they can find you if they want to get more information. They can find me at JudyRodman.com, and that's R-O-D-M-A-N, Judy, J-O-D-Y, R-O-D-M-A-N.com. And, uh, you know, just you can contact me from the contact link there. And you'll also see a little link to a thing called studio, uh, Singing in the Studio, which is a product about this, and also local production workshops for pro, uh, pro audio teams. So I've got those two different resources that can help people get the best out of their money and their engineer. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Judy. Always a pleasure to Thank have you. Thank you for having me. And always Thanks, an educational Judy. experience. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you so it. much. Judy Rodman, folks, you can find her online and uh, at her website, which conveniently enough is judyrodman.com. And next up, we are going to bring in a young lady who is uh, building a career in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And uh, she's going to come talk to us about how how her career is building. I know she's got some stuff going on that uh, will interest you and uh, is really kind of exciting to see an artist 
at this point in their career where they're really starting to make things happen. Her name is Jenny J. We're going to play a, a tune from her first, and then we'll talk to her. This is called Runaway Love, ladies and gentlemen. Jenny J. Run away, run away. She wants it, 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 she wants it. for joining us. We've been looking forward to hearing from you. As you know, we we do a lot with um, emerging artists, upcoming indie artists that, uh, uh, you know, we enjoy seeing an artist on their way up and maybe helping them a little bit to at least get a a, a new audience that they haven't reached in the past. And uh, through our worldwide audience out there, we figure there's going to be a few people that are going to like you one way or another. And uh, you've got an (laughs) interesting... (laughs) <laughs> You've got an interesting sound. I know from uh, 
preparing for the show and to talk with you that you uh, actually cross genres quite a bit. You actually do uh, you do pop, uh, you do country, you do hip hop. So you you do uh, you do reach out into all areas, and and that's good. It's uh, it, it really gives you a more versatile sound. It allows you to do so much more if you're familiar with all these genres of music. Tell us a little bit first about your history, how you got into music, and how you got going to where you are today. Well, um, I I really love music my whole life. Um, it's been something that I just, I used to run around the house singing on my skates, doing cartwheels in the house, singing songs, and I would perform for my family in the living room, and and. I don't know, I put it off for quite some time, and I was actually a business owner for a while for an alarm company, and I didn't even think about doing music for the longest time. And a couple years ago, I went to a local pawn shop, and I bought a guitar, and I did know how to play guitar, which I'm, keep in mind, I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I picked up this guitar, and I just started strumming away, and I started writing songs, and I, I went through a lot of things, and like, a matter of like two, three years time, I went through a lot of different emotional things and I just took a lot of what I was going through and put them into music. And now I have some really amazing songs from it. And you have a, a very good and commercial sound, I might add, which is Thank really important. And uh, it, it shows your, your, your heart. And we were talking about this with uh, Judy Rodman, uh, the uh, vocal trainer at, uh, just before you came on uh, a lot. And actually we were talking about it earlier with Deborah Lynn heart is a big part of it. I know we've had, we've had so many artists on here in the past and the majors that have made it like the Oaks and uh, uh, Rob Parisi of, of uh, play that funky music. Uh, they've all said the Charlie same Daniels. thing. Yeah. Charlie Daniels too. Yes. Uh, they've all said the same thing. You've got to have your heart into it. You've got to be into it because you love it. You don't get into music just to make money because you won't. And uh, Exactly. I haven't made a dime yet. So I've actually only been putting out money. <laughs> and the, uh, honestly, the, your audience I could is go smart. My, yes, I could go my entire life, though. I mean, obviously, I want to make the money, but I could go my entire life and just do this because I love the feeling that I get when I make a song and it emotionally hits people and they can relate and when I'm on that stage and I see people singing along and they're reaching out for me and they really feel it, that's what I get. That's my pleasure that I get from doing what I do. Absolutely. Don't let it ever stop being fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you, you told me that uh, not only have these songs been your medicine, which you needed during the hard times, which we all face hard times in our lives, uh, but you yeah. also mentioned that you would like to give them to the world with the hope that they would do same for other people. Exactly. I want them to be able to hear it and relate. And, you know, some of them, they'll bring you back to a place you probably don't want to go because they make you sad. But, hey, everybody likes sad, uh, sappy songs. <laughs> but some of them are fun. <laughs> some of them are fun and upbeat. And, you know, I, I try to do a little bit of both, you know, have a little bit of happiness, a little bit of reminiscing sure. music. Yeah. And and the sad the sad songs like the sad times make you much more appreciative of the good times. So it's uh, exactly the, they're, right. they're all a part of uh, necessary. You know they're kind of like uh, the germs you pick up as a kid and you get little colds or something that are an irritation, but they help your body build up the resistance to diseases later in life. Well, a, a lot similar here. You uh, you know you experience the sad times, the down times, the hard times, and they make you better prepared to deal and to enjoy the uptime. So 
exactly. I, uh, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing, and we do. John and I, my co-host who's not with us this week, John Bon Jovial, uh, we worked in radio, commercial radio in the past, and uh, that's one of the things we're trying to do here. It, it, it's kind of a pay it back, pay it forward situation here because we're kind of paying back the artists uh, for you know, having provided the tools for us to have made careers out of in our lives mm-hmm. and at the same time bringing on emerging artists so that we can pay it forward and give them the opportunity to help expand their career. And it's uh, it's really very it really, pleasurable. Yeah, It really it, it, is it's, amazing what you do for artists. I mean, it's very hard to get support these days. I mean, it, it's, there's so many people trying to do the same thing and we all want to support each other and and, you know, with shows like yours and, and people like you, you know, we have the strength to keep doing what we're doing and we get more exposure and we have the support, which actually helps us stay positive, too. So we really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. You've got to have the support. I mean, you can't go on beating your head against a brick wall all the time. And it's <laughs> it's getting there. There are venues that are failing and disappearing. So there are fewer places for you to go. And uh, yep. matter of fact, you you've got a uh, you've got a couple of stuff, a couple of things coming up. I know you're nominated for two Song of the Year awards with Pose Productions. Now that's coming I up am. next month, right? Thank Absolutely. You. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> As uh, what was it? The uh, Smothers Brothers used to say on the on their old show that the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> uh, you, you you are dating yourself there, Dave. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. What can I say? You're also involved with a uh, with an effort uh, that you phrased as local artists performing for a cause. Tell us a little about that, please. Um, on October 22nd, there's going to be a charity event that I will be performing at. It's it's me and as well as other artists that are local in uh, Phoenix, and we're all just coming together. It's a red carpet event at Michael's Cafe in Phoenix. And um, we're just trying to raise money, anything that, you know, that we get for the ticket sales, any, you know, anything that they get while they're there, the door sales, everything is going to go towards charity. And it's going towards breast cancer awareness because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we're hoping that we have a good turnout. And, you know, it's just all about us coming together and showing support and not getting anything for ourselves from it and doing something for other people. And Wonderful. honestly, I believe that's what music is here for, for us artists to be able to do things like that. And I'm I'm really excited about it. That's very cool. Wonderful. Very cool. Wonderful. Thank and give, give, give us the name and address of the place again so uh, people in the uh, Phoenix area can find it. Um, I, I don't have the address off me, offhand, but it is called Michael's Cafe, and they're off of 7th Avenue and Camelback in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Great. Then they can and Google everything- that. Everything starts at 6 p.m. Um, I'm not too sure what time I'll be performing. It's kind of up in the air, so we're working out details. But it's going to be a great time. There's going to be some local DJs from the radio stations, as well as, like I said, other artists. And we're just all coming together to have a good time. So I hope everybody can make it. Great. They can come in and have a good time for the whole evening. And that's a, that's a, a wonderful thing. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you uh, shared that with us. Now, I know also you. you said you're going to be coming out with some very fresh new music in the not too far distant future. You've got uh, some Grammy winning producers waiting to work with you in Nashville. I do. Um, I am, you know, like other artists struggling financially. So the funds haven't came about yet for me to do what I need to do, but I do have a team waiting for me if I if I'm able to come up with the money to you know I have to pay for a musician's time and studio time and that's pretty much all that I'm lacking right now um, but I do I have 
probably hundreds of songs, but in particular, I have two songs. One, one's a definite, but two for sure that I would like to get produced um, that I have, that I made everything from scratch. And I, I can't wait to share it with you guys. <laughs> oh, wonderful. We'd look forward to that. And please, uh, if I forget to say this later on, please do uh, keep in touch. Let us know what's going on. And we'd love to have you come back again, because as I've said so many times, uh, we we enjoy watching uh, emerging artists' careers grow, and we've had several over the years. Uh, one of my first one of my first uh, acts that I kind of I say discovered that I discovered them. I mean, there were other people that knew about them. Was a band out of uh-huh. Texas, a rock band that uh, a very good rock band called Dimitri's Rail, and they uh, they have gone a long ways. They've even uh, last year I think they were up for a Grammy nomination, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's wow. it's really one. It's really wonderful to watch artists like yourself, watch your careers grow. And uh, before we run out of time here, I want to touch base. I know you, I, I believe, if I'm correct, you're going to be appearing at the uh, Arizona State Fair. I am. I'm doing the Arizona State Fair. Um, it is going to be the last weekend of the fair, which is awesome because, you know, everybody goes then. <laughs> um, right. It will be on a Friday night, Friday, November 6th at 6 p.m., and I will be doing an hour-long uh, set on stage. So I'll be singing all of my originals, plus I'll be doing some cover songs. And then um, after that in Mesa, on it's, it's the week of um, November 13th through the 15th. Um, they're still confirming time slots for artists. But I will be doing the first ever festival here in Mesa, Arizona, and it's going to have over 250 artists. It's going to have vendors, fireworks, bike shows. I mean, it's going to be a really, really cool event, and I'm so excited to do that one, too. Sounds awesome, and we look forward to hearing all about that. Please do keep in touch. You know how to get in touch with us. How can people find you? Uh, my website is www.jenny, that's J-E-N-N-I-E, dash J, dot com. Uh, you can go there. That has links to everything, my Facebook, my Twitter. Um, you can join my fan mail. You um, can send me direct messages there. Um, if you can't reach me there, you can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jenny J Music. Fantastic. Jenny J, thank you so much for coming by, sharing your afternoon with us, your thoughts, your music, and all else. Please do keep in touch, folks. Look her up online, Jenny J. We're going to close with another song from her. This is a tune called Scared of Me. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny J. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you to all of our guests this afternoon. Thanks to Judy Rodman for joining us for Rockstar 101. Also, we want to thank Deborah Lynn Alt for coming in and sharing her wonderful, beautiful music and messages with us. And, of course, DJ J-Man from Mesa, Arizona. Thank you also. Thank you, listeners, for spending time with us today or whenever you dial this up if you miss the live version of the show remember it is on podcast forever so you can listen and your very own time we got about 60 seconds left so i'm just going to say so long everybody and ask nick our engineer to take us home nick all right thank you david once again, please, guys, don't forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards T-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowers.com. And, guys, The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from Studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida. And also, we're available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, and Renegade Fan Radio. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page, and please like The David Bowers Awards on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, and be sure to join us for The David Bowers Awards Sunday, November 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time for our Stuart Epps Mix Awards Show, announcing the winner of the award and lots of music, including country star Michael Ray Robinson and Chicago rockers Villa Avenue, who had a track mixed by the Stuart Epps, plus all kinds of stuff we may have not even thought of yet. So be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards online, find out everything first, maybe even before we do. Until then, for the David Bowers our missing friend, John Bon Jovial, and all of the crew here at the Reject Asylum. This is Nick Rogers saying, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. From the David Bowers Awards, see you next time. Take care.